Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. And we are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, we are definitely two Gen Xers through and through. We are. We fall into the 1965 to 1980 time frame. That's right. And when you look at the characteristics of Gen Xers, we match. We absolutely do. I think about the trends and the styles and the influences. And I love that this is the generation I'm in. Clearly, I only have a jaded perspective of any other generation. But I have to say, I think we're the best generation. I have to agree. If you tried to put me into the millennial or the Mm -hmm. next, the Z, (laughs) I would have trouble with all that technology. Right. I just told you earlier this evening, I really wish I had a 12-year-old in my house (laughs) right now. You did tell me that. You did. Yes. And it was just downloading an app. Right. (laughs) Trying to get it set up. I am in the perfect generation for me, Gen Xers. I love it. Jill, did you know that there are seven living generations today? Seven. There are seven. Now, one is clearly old and unfortunately dying out, but yes. So there's the Gen I, that is not even a generation. The yet. Yet. The GI is what I meant to say. GI or the lost generation. And those are our oldest uh, friends that are from 1901 to 1927. So clearly in 2021, there's some... Not too many of them left. And then we get into the silent generation, which is also known as the traditional generation, right? Okay. Baby boomers, which are right above us. Mm-hmm. And us, of course, the Gen Xers. Millennials, right underneath us, also Gen Y, Generation okay. Y, Generation Z. Lots of names for this group, right? iGen, uh, Snowflakes, Probably not, you know, the most popular of some of the names. And then the newest generation that they have named is Generation Alpha. Okay. So we're starting over, right? Generation Alpha. We are back at the A's. That's it. That's it. And I have to think that it's because this is the first generation that is fully within 2000. You know, it doesn't span ni- the 1900s and the 2000s. Okay, it's that 2011 makes sense. to 2025. So I, that's why I have to think they've started it over. Okay, that seems logical. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go with that. Yeah. Who knows? Someone can correct us. Hit us up at chewgenxers <laughs> and a microphone at gmail.com if you want to dispute that. Otherwise, we're gonna go for it. It's gonna that's be right. true. Yes. That's right. Well, it turns out. You just got information at work on the generations. Is that right? I did. And it was interesting. So we had a newsletter come out. Okay. And it has different topics. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics, this was from the HR perspective. Okay. And I thought it was very interesting because I saw Gen Xers in there. Mm-hmm. I saw baby boomers in there. Mm-hmm. And what they did is compare the baby boomers thinking versus the Gen X thinking on what's happening. Okay. So what they found was, and they quoted in this news article, was in a Bank of America survey, they found that only 35% of Gen Xers felt financially in control. And this was lower than the baby boomers. Interesting. So I went online and I looked a little bit more about the baby boomers. And... It's true, the baby boomers do hold 
the majority of the wealth. Mm-hmm. They also hold the majority of the positions in Congress. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's a correlation maybe, there. Maybe, um, but they also cited that the Gen Xers, we are going to be working longer. Okay. We will be retiring later, obviously, mm-hmm. compared to the baby boomers. We also, in the Gen Xers, there's more blended families. I would here. say that, yeah, right? For that sure. has become so common. You don't even think twice about it. No, you don't. You don't. Whereas in the baby boomer generation, that was kind of a new thing. And very traditional. I think about the, tra- and probably rightfully so, the Silent generation, very traditional family structure and roles. Yes. Baby boomers, you start to see those roles shift, but really the what that family looks like is pretty homogenous. Mm-hmm. And now, and I think it also, I mean, obviously if more than half of the marriages end in divorce, you're going to have blended families. Right. And blended in so many different ways, right? Through divorce, I would say the diversity, right? So our parents' generation wouldn't necessarily think about, they married who looked like them, right? Who thought like them, who looked like them, who believed like them. And now I think the world is so different and we are so much more accepting. And so it makes sense that our families are blended. For sure, for sure. The one where I'm like, oh, this is really true for our generation Gen X is we have double caring responsibilities. I keep thinking about this as we've mentioned. I don't have children, but I have lots of nieces and nephews that I am hopeful will take care of me in my old age. But I have so many friends that are raising kids and parenting their parents. Yeah, it's a lot because you are caught in that sandwich. Yes. And you know, you do, you raise these kids. And I'm not a parent either, but I would think the goal is for independence mm-hmm. and to set them free out of the nest, mm-hmm. fly baby bird, and mm-hmm. do your thing. Sure. But then at the same time, then you have parents that every day are losing independence. Absolutely. And just natural things. To me, your body is like a machine. Mm-hmm. It has to have maintenance. It has to be oiled. Parts don't last forever, though. Right. And eyeballs, you can't see as well. Mm-hmm. You lose driving. Right. You're more dependent. So that's a lot. You have both perspectives. Mm-hmm. You're still raising these children, but you're also taking care of these parents. I think what's interesting, too, is the way that our health system is today, we're not focusing in on that social and emotional impact of having possibly some toddlers running around and then, again, parenting the parent. Sometimes, I mean, let's be honest, Jill, sometimes the toddler and the parent might act the same. You might get get some temper tantrums. You might, you know, get some... Just disobedience there. But I think what's interesting is in our very modern world today, there, while there isn't the Dr. Spock book of what you should be doing for your parents, 
right? Like right. we're learning this, at, you know, I think of the expression of we're building the plane as we're flying it. And I think sometimes that also gets so overwhelming because like, as you're mentioning, all the things, all those freedoms that our parents are losing, we're also probably dealing with some health issues that are pretty significant. Right. Right. And health being not just physically, mentally as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. And and there has to be just this decline because of, of course, nature, right? Natural causes of the of your decline in health. But then we're seeing so much more dementia. We're seeing these life-altering diseases that are crippling families, not just the person who is getting it, but then those that are having to care for the the parent. And then I think about, so they're doing that, and then they're truly raising their own kids. And it, it is, it's a very difficult spot to be in. It is, and I... I think it's interesting you brought up the point about the Dr. Spock mm-hmm. for the young kids. Right. But it's very true about dealing with your older parents. Mm-hmm. Knowing, okay, always respecting. You always want them to have dignity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're pulled in a thousand different directions. And I am very thankful I have a large family mm-hmm. that we can all come together, discuss it, everyone can pitch and do things. But sure. I can't imagine if I was an only child or right. there's just two of us and Mm-mm. making all these decisions, you know, for an aging parent. It's a lot. It's it is. Lot. And then just think if you have a child who has health issues that you have to deal with, you or your spouse have health issues, right? So mm-hmm. there are just so many things that are unknown in life. And to be sandwiched right in the middle of taking care of two different generations. And it sometimes is counter to the generational norms of where where we sit, and that is in Gen X. Yeah, and it's interesting we talk about the health because Gen Xers, we are living longer. <laughs> so we have more responsibility for a lot longer time period. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, and we should be in better health because mm-hmm. we know more about... What is, it's good to move your body. Right. That's something my mom had said Mm -hmm. to me. She said, our generation, we just never thought about it. Sure. You know, I can't, and I can't imagine my mom going off to a gym when I was a little child. No. Um, That didn't, that was not, I mean, my parent, my dad was very active. He was an athlete. And so he, I do remember going to the softball field. I remember he was also a referee. And so and he coached some of my siblings and myself, which is exactly why I hate basketball today. Different podcast. <laughs> Much different podcast. But it, they didn't have gym memberships. No, there there wasn't a gym. Right. No. Right. It was like, yeah, I think my mom's exercise was probably just running after the kids. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. When that you and I have the size families that we have, right. that was exercise for sure. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) That is so true. Yeah, I think too with the fact that we are living longer and we, in general, as a generation, have better health, uh, we are in good health, that is that double-edged sword, right? So we will be responsible for a longer period of time. We also then will be taking on so much more. But we also, the, the 
I guess the great side of that is we will be able to see and experience more and we may continue to see these generations as they're popping up, right? So if generation alpha is from 2011 to 2025, the kiddos that are born in that time period, we have, Jill, at least two more generations that we'll see in our lifetime, which is phenomenal. Yes. Right? Yes, so it phenomenal. Is. I love well, it. Well, and I was just thinking, you know, what's wonderful is each generation brings its own special skill set. So when you think about, yeah, Gen Xers, well, you are the parents of these millennials, these Gen Zs. Mm-hmm. So when you do have to think about making decisions for your own mom and dad, Maybe there's some technology that these millennials and Gen Z say, well, hey, mom, hey, dad, have you ever thought about this for grandma? Yes, right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we have to solve all these problems ourselves within staying within our generation. That is so great. You know, I get a little overwhelmed when I go to the app store to try and find, you know, like the app that I want to have on my phone. But I was just directed to an app, not for me, a, a friend of mine was talking about it that she uses for her kids and it was all about the management of the allowance and Jill I gotta tell you I looked that sucker up and I pushed it out to my siblings that have kids that are in the age of getting an allowance Mm -hmm. and one of my siblings was like this is phenomenal can you even imagine if we had this as kids and I was like there's something to be said for thank goodness we did not But I agree, like now we have so much assistance and we're learning so much from not just the generations that came before us and the great lessons that they have bestowed on us, but the generations coming behind us are giving us a lot more. And I think sometimes we discredit that because, uh, duh, we sit in the greatest generation. So we discount the accomplishments and the successes of the generations that are coming after us. You know, it's funny, we may discount them, but then as soon as some technology thing comes along, who am I trying to get a hold of? One of these nieces and nephews that's that's in that younger generation. Because especially the Gen Alpha, so Gen A now, this group, they only know technology. They have not grown up in a world without it. Whereas we have, we're still learning it, right? Like we, I, I think Generation Xers for the most part are open because it's so much a part of our business culture, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be moving and, and advancing with what we know. We may not be the early adopters, but we do adapt to the technology that's put in front of us so that we can continue to communicate we can be you know maybe a little bit trendy or you and me the cool ants the cool ants so here's a funny story so just friday night Mm -hmm. i was with a couple of my great nieces and the youngest one is 21 months oh my word well she happened to get into my sister-in-law's purse pulled out her phone Uh -uh. 21 months she knew immediately what button to push to turn it on. Jill. I know. It was amazing. And that's she just knew. it, right? Again, she will not know a world without technology. Yeah. Whereas our technology was, we were super excited. Maybe you had one of these. Did you have a Betamax? No. But did didn't. you have a VCR? We didn't have that either. No. No. That's no. so interesting. What about a Walkman? 
Um, not until college. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, but like those were iconic pieces of technology in yes. our generation. And I think about so I'm helping my parents with their house. They just per- they downsized and they got a level, you know, one level house so that it makes it easier for aging. And no lie, Jill, three Walkmen in the case, like in the packaging packaging. from when it was sold to them easily in 1994. Okay. Sounds like you got some Christmas gifts. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my gosh. So funny. Yeah. I love when we do talk about generations, those differences though, and like what perspectives each generation comes from. And I always try to go and find something, you know, I asked the Google to help me out with what else I can learn about generations. And it is always interesting to me to see like those charts of comparisons. Like I just said, like our technology, right, was so basic, but it seems so life-changing. Not only did we get this VCR when we were growing up, we got Blockbuster. Right? Oh, yes. A whole store dedicated to this piece of technology in your house. Yeah, pretty amazing. But I love, like, looking at who icons are, even who the president is. Like, sometimes I have to remember, like, okay, wait, who would have been president then? And I have to, you know, recall my history, your U.S. history. boogie. That, that's it, right? But I love the what was popular as you know, different generations, what they experience, the TV shows. It's just, to me, it's just fascinating. And I do think it gives a really good perspective of the experiences that each generation, the people in each generation, what they're going through. Yeah, the culture, TV shows, when you talk about that, that was the culture, what was going on. Right. And I love when I come across, like, an old Hill Street Blues. Yes! Uh-huh. Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some or what Jimmy was, Sipowitz. Um, yes, and the Thursday, um, it the, was the lawyer show. L.A. Law. L.A. Law. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yep. Yes. Good shows. Oh, yeah. All good. All good. Yes, mainstays. I love it. All right. Well, I, I do like that there are these different generations. I love, first of all, that there are seven living generations today. I say in my workplace, we have a good four generations that are represented any given day because we have baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and iGen. Those would be the generations that we have. I would say we've got three. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I work with a little bit of a younger group. Yeah. Than Mm -hmm. probably the, where you're at. I love that we do get to learn. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes other generations frustrate the heck out of me. Yes. I mean, good grief. If, like, like we mentioned in a couple of podcasts, like the Karens of the world, right? Or like the Hey Boomer, right? Like, get a clue. And then I'm sure that the millennials and the iGen, that they are saying the same things about us. They oh. absolutely are saying the same thing about us. For sure. Gen, gen For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not familiar... The gen, two Gen Xers and a microphone, if you're a Beck fan, then you know exactly where that reference came from, right? Also an icon in our generation. And we have, I think, also some of the best music of our generation. It's actual music. Like you can dance to it. Right. Yes. And it, 
there's not a whole lot of auto tuning that needs to happen. Like voices are rich and raw and uh, really phenomenal. The other night I was with friends and we were talking about what was the best concert and what was the worst concert? What was your first CD? What was your first LP? Do you remember what cassettes you had in the console in your car for your tape deck, right? It was just a really fun conversation because we're all in that same generation where we knew what these things were. I can only imagine if parents and kids of our group were there, they'd be like, who cares? Like this what gen- is a, What is right? a cassette? <laughs> right. Yes. This generation, who cares? But yeah. So... We have a lot, I think, to celebrate. We have a lot of change that we have seen, no different than the other generations that have come before us. And as we continue to get older, the generations that are coming up after us will see those changes too. I do wonder what kind of technological changes we'll see because if you think about of the living generations, the aircraft, right? An oh, airplane yes. and a, and an automobile, that was incredible technology. Like when we think of all sorts of tech, like the advances, iconic. And then for us, it's a VCR or <laughs> something yeah. like that. Right. But then the iPhone, right? Oh, and the wow. smart TV, these smart devices. Everything is smart today, electronically. It is. Everything mm-hmm. is smart. We, I feel like if I just think it, all of a sudden it appears. Yeah. Well, that's, that is... Truly big brother electronically that is seeing what you're seeing so that it can then give you advertising. That's what that is. (laughs) Right. What a profile they built on me. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Well, I think we have a lot to be proud of being Gen Xers. Some things that give me a little, you know, cause me to pause for a bit and think, wow, what if life had turned out the way that I thought it was going to? that line and those milestones, would I, I, I wonder about me being in that sandwich, right? Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm in a very fortunate situation where I get to help with my parents, but I'm not rearing children. Same. And I think, though, also, if life had turned out the way I thought that it was going to, um... I mean, I think I'd have a huge fat inheritance, but my parents probably wouldn't be living the life that they want to live. And that's really more important than that. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is um, the care that they need. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Not super thrilled about working longer, but I am really thrilled about living longer and being in better health. And just having a quality, the quality of life. Mm -hmm. You know, we know better, so we do better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Let's end on that, Jill. Let's end. Okay. We're going to leave you on a high note with hope. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at 2 Gen Xers and a Mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.